0: So a part of a part of that is different than
1: the woman they
0: out there. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. I'm your host Nate. Don't forget if you want to join the conversation, call us at four four three six four two nine four zero three. Join in the conversation at any moment. Today's topic is what is the village's Responsibility to our young black men. Um and it's going conversation will go a little bit different than what you expect, but we go round it out uh in this time space. Uh but for me, for starters, um I am I am having an awesome week and I am really happy about just the space that things are going in. I don't think things are back to the normal that it was say in February, but I don't think it will ever go back to that space, but we're in a space where I think people are starting to find their way a little bit better, Um, Mm -hmm. and I I just want to say, everything that Trump is doing is going to fail. Every every opportunity (laughs) he thinks he has, every corporation he wants to start, every business arrangement, everything you do, Trump, is going to fail. I want I'm saying in the inception, not even the actual building of it, but the inception, the idea phase is for fail. It's gonna jump out your head, and every business arrangement you have is gonna fail. I just this what he's doing to this country is the deplorable, it's despicable. Uh he's messing with people's health and well-being. Everything you do, it's gonna fail. That's what, do, what, do, what do you mean? Like, what do you? I'm just everything, trying to understand what exactly. Everything that he's trying to do, everything that he is, he is getting no. out of this. Every no. secret intention okay. he has. Get, it's okay. no. Well, I mean, how do we know the other side doesn't have secret intentions? I, but at this point, I am, okay. I am starting to see the actual results of some of the legislation that he's getting passed when it's dealing with people's he is he he has now made it so now uh the people who have insurance under the quote-unquote the obama plan um Uh now the the medication that you may be taking Uh he he's gonna well i'm not saying him directly because he's giving these orders to these insurance companies and to the system that is medicaid to now switch out and swap out people's insurance for a cheaper uh, brand or a cheaper form of it or something as an alternative where people have been dependent on that medication. And I'm, you know, I'm not angry. Uh, are you point. saying it's cheaper as far as quality or are you just saying it's a generic brand? It's not just about it being generic. It's a totally different medication. It's not even the same medication. Like it's the medication, but it's just a different brand. This is totally different, you know. I'm not, I'm not educated enough on what you what mm -hmm. you talk about. I'm I'm not. Well, only reason, only reason why, only reason I know is because I was uh, in a meeting with another organization, and it is kind of an organization that's building itself, but it's more focused on health for Mm -hmm. um, homeless, uh, the homeless population, and basically special populations of people and i um they're building their board and stuff and they was having conversations around this okay. and i actually know a couple of senior citizens that are going through this where the medication that they were going to take what, what they have been taking for years that's been working for them and helping them is now being switched out for something that they haven't been so so for. is it is it him actually asking the the medical industry to try something different or is it him Just like something different that could possibly work, especially well, try, considering that the medications most of these people taking anyway is killing them. Why yeah. why not try something different? Well it's not why? about like let's see if this works for you. It's okay, we're not paying for this anymore. Because you're check to out, because some of these anymore. doctors some of these doctors have enriched themselves off of these same medications that you're right talking about some of their intentions have been wrong and they know that some of the stuff was bullshit anyway you see and i and i I don't have any qualms on that but there should be a strategy even if a medication is harming somebody you can't just cold turkey take them off of it so there wasn't even a plan that was put into place to wing people off of medications and then supplement that with a medication now, that Is this is this is run. this is this like something a, a bill or is this law right now is this a bill or is this law? Well, it, it it's not a law. It's just the processes that Medicaid is under now. So some rules have changed, not necessarily in law, but rules have changed, and okay. and now they don't. And Medicaid has always been like that, and and the quote unquote Obama plan abolished I, got, being... I gotta say something real quick though Go real Go quick Not listen Donald Trump is saving this country I'm telling you he is saving how? this country how so number one number one I don't agree with that so. his his word is his bond when he says to whom uh hold on let me turn my let me turn my phone down. Okay. Because it's going hot right now. Sitting in the, in the sun. So, um... Okay. So, let me cut the AC on. Yeah, it's so, about to get hot. Yeah, yeah. First of all, as he said, he's trying to make America great. Yeah, to... again. And at one point, no matter what we wanna say about America and its injustices that it has Mm -hmm. has done. We as so-called black people and descendants of slaves, our people helped build this. And at some point, regardless of what our position was, even to this day, I'm gonna say, it's no other country on this planet that, uh, that is like this country. I'm, I'm not going to sit on this country because I, my people and work into oh, yeah, this. In 2020, I don't think that's a good thing anymore, that there's no other country like the United States. I don't yeah, think that that's I a, oh, hold on, we gotta, but see, Hold on, we got to understand what this is because this is a place of potential that you don't have in other places. And that's what I mean by it. And it's only because of what our people have contributed to this through blood, sweat, and tears that this, no matter what side of the scale we were on, that made America great ever. That's my point. And that's why I don't think we should be sitting on America or As much as I don't like Democratic uh, policies and things like that, I would have never disrespected Barack Obama the way that I see people disrespecting Donald Trump. When I but, mean, he, but in in many cases many of us did disrespect Obama. We're still disrespecting him I, in many yeah, ways. You disrespected him by valuing him too much, like he was Jesus and he was gonna come save us. I don't know, but see, that's not a yeah. lot of the people who I know. Nobody ever put him to that pedestal. There was a a oh. certain side of us, a sector of us who this the the idea of there being a black president. Me, I was more proud because this was something that my grandparents and 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 such and such. I remember my grandmother dying maybe just a few months before he was elected president, never thinking that this man was gonna get it. She thought he was gonna be another Jesse Jackson or another Shirley Chisholm that would that got to the the notoriety part of I, it, but never would ever get to it. So I was more proud was of a re- black man because of his phenotype or because of his consciousness. Because when I look at him, that's not what I see. I, I, a lot of the I things that a lot that of the head things head that on paper he said and then I actually saw I, I think the problem is it was a couple points that he represented that at large black people couldn't get with. And those things for me, <laughs> some of those things are things that I represent. Okay. So in that case. I had to be just as supportive, not not just because he was a black man, but a, many of his policies helped many people, whether we want to see it or not, because we we can't see it right now, because the results of his policy is what we're living in right now. In the next four years, and then the four years after that, we're going to see the destruction that was here. Now, Bush, oh, was, hold on, a, hold on. Bush was a say, Bush to say his policies were ever good because we haven't, listened. we don't know if his policies were really that great at all. because the I, I can see the difference. I feel own, a difference. I the can feel generation a difference. that's going to pay for for his policy is not us. It's the ones that's coming behind well, I, don't, I don't understand and, how, and there's many people who argue your same argument, but I don't understand how you could give somebody like a Trump any type of because basically he is selling off our country, he is selling oh, off. Whoa, our country. Whoa, 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 no, 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 he yeah. Yes. That's what that's what Obama ended up doing, no. they were selling the country off. That's that's a crazy that, sentiment, this, it really is. You, hold on, it's let me tell you, let me, tell you. Let, me, let me give you the proof. This is how you know there was a sick <clears throat> communist agenda going on in the Obama administration. I'm going to show you right here. The Obama administration did not prioritize the people they when were they, they that bailout money to these big businesses that decided to take that money and outsource their work and put it in these other countries, which Donald Trump has taxed and told them, bring that work here, or we're going to hit you in the pocket. Obama and them did that. He did but that with... Trump's businesses, Trump's, a that number of Trump's businesses sold weren't even here. Out. He sold but a, number, out. a number of Trump's businesses weren't even here. And I feel like <clears throat> the people who feel that way did not understand what Obama inherited in the first place. So I, I a part of me feels like some of those were bad choices. But where we were in the country at that point, we were we were almost at this point where we are right now. It's exactly. easy for us to blame this pandemic on this, but this would have happened to our country anyway. We wouldn't have seen it. No. I, you know what? I'm a, so this is going to be next week. I'm not even going to... We're going to no. have to get into this next Friday. No, no, I do want to no, take no, the no. time that's I don't cool. want to take the time from today, so oh, next yeah. Friday it's this is what we're going to do. That's this, a, this so that's going to be the ahead. cliffhanger. We're yeah. going to leave them with a cliffhanger right now, and we're going to gear up for next Friday because this is totally left field from what today's conversation was. Oh, because yeah. I already started getting to that point, but <laughs> i just going to be there next Friday, and I, I'm I'm all for whatever people believe and. You know, okay. we calling people in, but I want to set it up in a different way so we're not just interceding where we were today. No, it's all good. It's good for the and rate. They need to and see done. that you not are not. Oh, you know, I was here. right say, let me know when you want to tag me in. Yeah. Let me know. Hit no, my that's hand. Why they, that's why didn't say, anything, money." <laughs> Hit my so hand. I was like no, <laughs> let, let me have this conversation after the show, and then we can set out. Some, uh, <laughs> so tag my, my hand. Hit it. it. I'm on the side. I'm waiting. Uh-huh, I'm reaching. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we're not doing this. No, we're not doing this. So next Friday, that's when we're going to have right. this debate. So get okay. ready, okay. sir. Don't okay. get no more wisdom teeth pulled. Nothing. Because <laughs> this is where we're going at Friday. Okay. But today, okay. today, okay. I hope that was a nice little singer for the people yeah. who ask asked to tune into this because we're about to switch gears real quick. Marty, hold your, hold your horses. Get ready for next Friday. But but um today's topic is really around what the village the responsibility that the village has for our black men. I like to I like to specify young black men, but in general, black men as a whole can be included in this conversation today. Um um, Curtis and I had a conversation, uh, and it was really, I guess, people we just pulling that you know, we just sometimes just go and then pick out from the conversation. And, and last week, uh, this topic came up, and to me, I don't really see the responsibility that. Uh, the village has had for young Black men, other than to pump out these hyper-masculine, hyper-toxic, problematic uh, insecurities, not men, but insecurities in Black men. Um, It's a lot to be uh, seen as simply, and I think we have been we have been relegated simply as a as a human shield, as I said in our conversation, and a financer. And in my in my opinion, I think that is what men have. And then the other side, appropriation and the happy feeling, appropriation. I think that that's like sidebar because that's gonna happen regardless. But when a man can't be a shield for you, or you don't think he will be a shield, because sometimes it's not even what he actually is, his perception, we don't see the value in a man if he doesn't protect and um, he doesn't protect and provide. And if you don't see that in him, you're not even going to give him a, a moment to have a conversation. And once you are with that person, that's all you desire. That's all I hear from black women outside of they want men to feel, but when a man feels, it becomes soft, he's 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 crazy, he's Kanye, he's this, he's, you know. So it, it becomes an uneven balance because we're teaching our young men to be stand up, to be stand up gentlemen, to be providers, to be strong, to have the, the protection over women, but yet we're showing them something different in our personal relationships. And often I feel black women raise black men to be the man that they desire in their being versus this is my child, this is my nephew, this is XYZ, but I'm raising you in the image of the man that I desire for myself that may be somewhat unattainable. You want to give your perspective on this conversation? Um, Before I hit on the very last point, the statement you just closed with. Uh huh. I, I I want to say that I thought about some things from our conversation, and I, I jotted them down in the book. Okay. And, um. I, so I would say this in general. This is this is what I feel the responsibility of the community is to okay. the black. And This is it's not a perfected sentence yet, but here we go. The responsibility of the community is to protect and provide the necessary resources and environment for the physical, mental, and spiritual development of the self-actualized man, one who is self-governed and values his life. Now, if they produce that, a lot of things in society are going to change. And that's what they are suppressing. They're stopping that from, from manifesting in society because when that happens, there'll be no more war. There'll be no more games. There won't even be a, a need for politicians. Truth be told, like the okay. whole system comes to an end when self actual, because self actualized first of all, you can't work a self actualized man to death, not somebody from the outside. You can't do that. He's not gonna buy into things just because they're the status quo or because CNN or Fox News or or uh, uh, the root or Austin or any of that says it. It's because he'll he'll have his own mind. He'll have see, so let me speak on, on this part real quick. When I talk about the uh uh to to protect, the, the, these are some of the specific things that I'm talking about. Number one is the security. This is not just physical but this is also mental. So we have to protect them from the the obvious physical threats, you know, murderers, rapists, pedophiles, and so on. But you also have to uh, protect them from uh, people who can extort them economically, be it creditors, like you gotta, meaning financial education and financial literacy has to be a part of a culture because that's what we need. We need a cultural change that's gonna do that. That, that economic responsibility, which includes being able to have shelter and so on, that, and, and finances, the means to, to move about in society you have to be educated on that. And we definitely as a community drop the ball heavy on that. But that's that that part is the security part. But then you have like as far as physical health, we have to have a culture that deals with uh, uh, not simply like being like a gladiator as far as fitness, but caring for your body how to eat to live and so on you know mm-hmm. how to uh take care of your body how to rest you know um things that will be preventative from us having to rely on the healthcare industry right you know these are that's that's also a part of the physical security of of the male so Education is key, as they say in the Rastafari community. You know, education is key. We have to be given quality information so we can be information, you know, right information on how to take care of ourselves. That's and, and secure this body physically, you know, all the way around all, with everything that that entails. That's just a part of it, you know. Um yeah, I got more but so, so I, and and this is this is our good start to the conversation because perspective is everything um depending on how you were raised, you see this differently um for me, I just did not um for me, I didn't see I didn't see people living, the life that I was assuming from what I was being told, I was supposed to live, mm. uh, and that was for men and women alike.
1: Uh, uh, go in uh, on that
0: a little bit more. Break break that down for me. In terms of financial literacy, mm. education, okay, um, healthy interpersonal relationships, um, political. Knowledge in terms of how our country works, what our roles are, civic, our civic responsibility. I felt like I was being pushed to be this person so that person would exist in our family. Okay. In our community. I didn't necessarily, I saw college graduates when I went to school. And that's a, that's it's, a, wait. Yeah. My so, opinion. Oh, so from a gar- Right. Yeah. So from a young age, I felt like I was the businessman in the making. Mm-hmm. You know, I was getting up, going to school before anybody else in my neighborhood was getting up to do anything. I was coming back once everybody had finished their day and had their feet up looking at TV. And I was still a couple hours behind that. So that behavior, I then began to see see another side of it. And I was trying hard to keep up that momentum because I wanted to be successful. I want to be successful, but I just did not see a representation of that from somebody who was in my bloodline. Not to say that anybody in my family was lazy or didn't that were stupid. It was just, I didn't see the level of work ethic that was being pushed into me from the people around me. And I felt like I was making up for everybody who did not do those things. So much so that as an adult, I grew really bitter and hard from the from the attention that I took off of being just being a child at times. And I feeling like I never really had that opportunity. I went to school year round since my fifth grade summer. I went to school year-round all the way up to the Twelfth grade, and it, it felt like I was really pushing towards something that nobody else had. So, if it's not important to you, why is it important? Why should it be important to me? And I felt like the responsibility of my village at that time was to be an example for what they were pushing me to do. And and it's not always an easy process for a transition uh, from male child to male adult. And I feel like often our young men are missing a lot of life's social... Um, uh, so we took a lot of social living classes, a lot of those social things that we need. How to right. deal with right. confrontation. How yeah. to, you know, uh, start a business. Paper. Yeah, Those are two of my points that I have on paper community involvement like in right, conflict resolution. But I think it has to be more than like, oh, this organized group. Mm. There's a paradigm system, like right. a culture of how to deal with conflict that needs to be established within the community just for right. that purpose. So when yeah, nobody's boy, around, it doesn't right. go down. You see what I'm saying? But like, see, many of us grow up in, mm. in these communities, especially Black people, we grow up in these communities where domestic violence is on the extreme, where it's either either dealt with violently from the person that's beating up on someone, or it's swept under the rug, and it's not dealt with. So that's how we then begin. There's no gray area in between that and there's we're not right. taught that gray area that is in between that rather and and for many of us we grow up not knowing how to solve basic arguments and most you know times so yeah. i'm gonna tell you why we as black men <laughs> don't know how to solve basic arguments because our mothers never knew how to solve them with us they yell at you like, i didn't have that experience my mother, I didn't. I can honestly say I didn't have that experience. But I grew up in the neighborhood. It was nothing for me to be sitting in the house playing video games with a friend and see his mother come up and punch him in the chest when he eight nine years old, like a grown man. Yeah, you're gonna be like your motherfucking fuck. You get on my, mother, you know. Oh, I said oh, brother. That was not. So, un- pause for a second. So pause. Oh, no. So we pick back up Let's on that. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. So, about it. so that the idea of normalizing single parent families, I, as an adult man now, I look back at who I knew my father, who I learned my father to be, and who I knew my mother to be, and I would not have wanted my mother to stay with that type of man. So I'm, I'm just gonna put that mm-hmm. out there, right there. Okay. Okay. Because many of us have this fanciful idea of of the relationship based on a Bill Cosby and a Claire Oxenbould of what right. a, a parenting a two parent thing right. is supposed to look like. Right. I'm not. So that's you know, I'm, That's social conditioning. That's all that is. That's it's social conditioning, but that is possible, and then that's it's the argument that I always had. We we shunned Bill Cosby for creating that image of what family is because most of us did not have it. And it seems so that's so not possible for the eighty-five. That's not but possible for the eighty-five percent. That's possible for it's eight possible percentage. that the fact that we don't see it as a possibility, it's something wrong with us. It wasn't anything wrong with Bill Cosby's uh for speaking of, of that the portrayal of, of of a unified family or a family where parents are are at the top of their game in both law and you know the medical field as he was supposed to be, and they were raised in a family because the rich people that I know, whose parents are doctors and lawyers, they don't raise their children. See, but they don't see, have but that see. But see, that's so, that's the see the I, idea the idea of that and and, and this is probably a, a good counter But see, that image had nothing to do with money. It had everything to do with the family structure. It had so, nothing. So we, this is, we, we saw them living <clears throat> an affluent life, but it was never about money. We never heard them talk about. Bills or money, which was an issue because in the well, real world, that was the main issue. Okay, but the whole idea is no matter what you have, you could you could go from the Cosby Show to the Evans to you know, it, it was about the family unit. But that's and and that's the part that I always defend. That that it, I, I that I get that part, but. It was it was not about the family unit of the 85. You know what I'm saying? I Meaning it's so so one of the things in the communist manifesto, when it talks about the creating of the of the, the creation of the boolet class, right? Basically, mm-hmm. what you do is you'll have some that that are, are gonna slide. Perfect example of what I'm talking about is this right here. I'm gonna show I'm gonna show you right here. 85% of the people in this country right now, regardless of their level of education, right now, Mm -hmm. don't have $10,000 in the bank. That ain't a reality. What we saw on the Cosby show is not, especially if we look at what we see going on around us, like right now, be it black community, white community, red community, the Asians that I know that come to this country, the Africans that I know that come to this country, they say they never worked as hard and where they come from, as they do over here. So over here, what Bill Cosby put in front of us, there's a price that you pay to attain that. And part of that is you're not going to be raising your kid. If your mommy is a lawyer and your daddy is a doctor, mm-hmm. I know doc- doctors, you know how how hard they work. First of all, <laughs> they're workaholics. They're workaholics. We're, we're not going to just be all, <laughs> I've seen it too many times. I played baseball. I, I'm not gonna say names, but I played baseball in Little League with a prominent lawyer slash judge's son. Mm-hmm. In this city, I'm not gonna say his name. For three years, I played with this kid. When I say daddy was never there, mm-hmm. but see the problem. But they had money though. But see that. But see, we keep we keep equating. Uh, money and success okay. to the family unit. Because as a doctor, it's still possible for one to be a doctor and the mother to be a lawyer. It's very possible. But when we start talking about pursuits, when we start talking about that, then that's what takes us away from our family. So I, we gotta get this vacation. We gotta... Uh, it it becomes so much of about the money because you right. can be a successful doctor and still have the time. My best friend from uh, middle school, his dad was a doctor, and, and okay. it was just about the time because I saw the exact opposite. I saw but his so, dad so how time. That, how does that help a man self actualize and and because and, we and put, value himself? Hold on, check that check out what I'm saying. So, you, you spend the first 17, 18 years of your life in the school system, right? Getting conditioned six hours, seven hours a day, just like your parents take their ass to work nine to five, yeah. sometimes longer. they breaking you in, right? With compulsory schooling, right? I'm sorry, express my I my not don't, I don't think it's. Oh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, they're they breaking you in, right? Mm-hmm. To, to be on the manufacturing line somewhere in, in society, right? Okay? By giving you this mass-constructed idea of, of education. So it gets you to do that 17, 18 years. You go on to higher education, that's another four years, maybe six, eight, okay? So the prime years of your life, okay? We're given to be this pursuit of education in order for you to become this doctor or lawyer and so on, right? And then you got to do, you know, practice and this and that and the other and so on. So by the time you have a family, you're on the grind to pay off these student loans. I'm talking about the reality of, of right now. Not just what the show said, but but the reality of it. You got these student loans to pay back, okay? So, you're going to work your ass off to pay off a quarter million dollars worth of debt. Um, If you start in a family at 32, maybe, first of all, you don't even know yourself. That's the bigger issue as a man. If you're taking that route in life as a man, I seriously doubt you should even consider marriage under the age of 35 because your whole life has not been your own to begin with you see what i'm saying like i'm just being 100 honest men and especially when you work that hard you get to a certain economic bracket and it's a whole nother show you probably shouldn't consider getting married and that's a whole nother thing because you're gonna have to protect that because they wasn't in the gym shooting jumpers with you so I, I feel, I, 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 honestly, I understand what you're yeah. saying, but it's coming from a perspective of what has gotten us into trouble, what our okay. value system is, what we value, because what I hear from you is money is the priority. Not necessarily from you per se, but yeah. the idea of how we learn, how we succeed, is all based on how much money we want. Well, how much we're on the assembly we line we're on that assembly but line? But that is self—that's a that's... self-induced thing, though. We control that. We control what we what we are doing. Like, I have a problem with people uh, complaining about the educational system because we are have allowed our educational system to be what it is. We've allowed that to happen. Okay, oh, yeah, we've allowed our children to go to this place for six and seven hours a day, and we don't have a connection to that space to know what our children are learning. Absolutely. Often, many of the parents, they don't know the things that their children children are learning. They don't, you're right. So we're, you're right. we're putting ourselves into this rat race. So that education is pointless. I, As a teacher, I see how pointless it is to the parents because ultimately, especially at, the, at a younger age, elementary school is basically free, uh, in the public school system, free child care. Absolutely. It's free child care for them. Absolutely. But at the same time, we have to begin to put value on the things in our life that are valuable, meaning education is a valuable tool for everybody. Absolutely. We should learn how to do math. I think the problem isn't necessarily what they're learning. It's just that we don't see it being applied in our everyday life. Nobody has to be a doctor. Nobody has to be a lawyer. Whatever you choose to do. I made a conscious decision when I went to college. I was not going to waste my time with stuff that I don't want to do. I initially went to school to become an RN, not a doctor, but an RN, because I was told that 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 field needed more black men. and I realized. I ain't about death, and I ain't washing nobody's shitty ass. I said, what's the next field that I can, I can be successful in? It told me they need black men as teachers. And I try all the different fields. I went to early education, special education, primary, second. I tried all of them. At that point in my life, I didn't like children. I didn't want to be responsible for children. I didn't want to be in a classroom teaching out of a book. For the next 30, 40, 50 years of my life. So that I didn't do that. I stumbled mm-hmm. on what my actual talents are because I just got tired. I didn't want to quit college. I just got tired. <clears throat> but those were my choices. We have to begin <laughs> to not standardize ourselves and trying to be like other people. I, I don't right. have I never tried to be Theo, but in right. my mind, that's ultimately. I didn't want necessarily a a mother that was a lawyer and a dad that was a doctor. I just wanted our family unit. I was so in love with the family unit of that. How how they got there was what my life has been about, trying to figure out how do people get to that space where they could be like that. Now, I don't think they liked each other. I think they gave out more ass whippers than what they actually showed us on TV, but My mind, we are in charge of our destiny, but yet we keep allowing us to define define that. Go ahead. I I agree. The system is, but see, that's part of what we have to be protected from, which means the culture of education has to change. I don't think, as a certain grade level, we have to be pushing everybody along the same lines as far as how education goes. I don't That's think up to the parent, though. That's up to the parent. Well, uh, I get what you. I get what you're saying, but I'm talking about even in public public school. Let's be realistic. Right now, what? How many? What percent of this country sends their children to public school? At least sixty percent. is that and that 10%? number is that number is steadily decreasing with the idea of charter schools? So charter schools have become the in between between public parochial mm-hmm. and public schools. Listen, but man. Listen, public man. school is just a standard is well, a standard education. It is okay. up to the parent to take it in a different direction or not. It's not it's not the school okay. system listen, to give listen, diversity. Listen. It's up to the parent. It's the responsibility of the parent to do that at home. Period. Not not a not it's, nothing it's outside all day, of the every day. It's all day every day. I'm sorry. It's nothing. all day. Every Check day. this out. Check this out. It is not the responsibility of anybody. See, this is where. So, mm-hmm. this is my black male conscience. The warfare mindset is what what I'm thinking. Right. If I can see communities just around the corner from me in in the Gwinnett area, mm-hmm. a black Arab community, black I said black Arab. <laughs> black Muslim community is developing, buying mm-hmm. up. And this and that, the other putting up their uh, masters and so on in their community. There are homeschools there that take groups of those children and they teach their children. They're running the same formula that's run across Northern Parkway in Pikesville. Okay, so with this right here, what we have going on is. We have our people in, in basically kind of in a trap, okay? They're kind of in a trap where we need multiple incomes, you know, especially if it if it's not a, a two parent household, you know, we got other stuff happening <laughs> that's to supplement incomes at times. But we right. need we need the income to be at a certain level. But see, but but look at that. What what is that? That takes the parent out what, the home. What is the level? What is the level? Is that is that based on a certain amount of money or being able to pay my bills or being? being able, a, when I say being at a certain level, I'm talking about being able to pay out your bills because the cost of living now is, is is like all right. For example, you could get a house in in the 1960s down in uh uh Bolton Hill probably for what fifteen thousand dollars. That same house today, 300,000 and 500,000 in some cases. Okay. So the cost of living and how the society has changed through industry and even technology now, how that's even changing industry. Mm-hmm. A lot of how we rear our children had to change by default. So it's, I'm not blaming it totally on parents. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we're gonna have to make some Sacrifices. Sacrifices, yes. Yeah. We're going to change this culture, meaning, like but by, by the grace of the most high, I'm able to provide for my children off of my craft. Um, I feel very blessed to be able to do that. It gives me flexibility to have them during the day. If they need the school's closed, all right, no biggie to me, because it don't change much about my particular lifestyle because of how how I'm adjusting, but the person who works at in, in, in Baltimore City Public Schools, the person who works at uh, Walmart even, you know what I'm saying? A lot of things have changed for these people. You know what I'm saying? Like where they have to make adjustments now centered around their children. They're going to have to make a decision now. Am I going to homeschool? How am I, you know, Am I capable of making these things happen? So we got to think about, are we capable? Not just the possibilities, but what are what are the probabilities? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's so the, problem, I, the problem that I see that in, in your mindset, which is nothing wrong with that, because sacrifices, I, I believe, is kind of at the central part of what your message is. The problem then comes in at, how much am I willing to sacrifice? Okay, am I am I willing to give up eating them crab legs every weekend so my son can go to that that uh, charter school or that uh, Muslim school over there so I can afford it and I have a better grasp of what he's learning versus giving him this standard education that is provided for free at this public school, but. Mm-hmm most of where, where we're living right now, we're speaking about parents and grandparents that, well, I'm going to say grandparents, that would have sacrificed in that way. Mm-hmm. Right now, parents aren't willing to sacrifice. Because okay. I got to get my hair done every week. Uh-oh, I got to get it. my front laid. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, Mr. Curtis, that's a nice looking van you got there. But mm-hmm. did you need that nice looking van? Because you had, you know... <laughs> I'm I'm just that, def- but that's def- when you say You're sacrifice, right. we gotta we gotta get down to the bare minimum. Uh Mr. Slow Motion Will says you right, it had nothing to do with the money. I'm thinking of referring to the show we were talking about. But sacrifice means and and, and I I preface that saying that I wouldn't want my mom mm-hmm. to stay with my dad, but as a child up into probably like 31, uh-huh. like I would pray solidly backwards saying i just wish my parents would have tried harder i wish they would have sacrificed a little bit for my happiness and that that made me feel so selfish but they were thinking about their own personal wants and needs mm-hmm. and not about this life that they brought into this world we don't have to like each other but we gotta make sure he good uh-huh. And I see a lot of parents doing that. I see a lot more dads starting to think that way because they're starting to connect how they were raised with how they're now raising their children. Uh, Join in the conversation 443 642 9403. We got to go back to our two hour format because it's just not enough time in the world. But right. the idea of sacrifice has to be, it has to be. It has to be number one. And parents have to understand what sacrifice is. Sacrifice don't mean I get my crabs once a month. Sacrifice is I ain't going to get no crabs until I save this amount of money. I'm not eating out until I get this amount of money. Absolutely. Can I say this real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. A part of my my philosophy on the evolution of, of of our community right goes directly with our eating habits i think it's that one thing i was just i was just teasing it, people about the crabs because that's what they no 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 like let's get now. let's get with it because that's not cheap i see people who struggle to pay their phone bill but they have some i don't i don't eat crabs and stuff but right. they have what's the long things called it looked like a, a alien crab like, so, I think they like the colossal crabs or something like that. Yeah, they have all crabs. that stuff with butter, garlic shrimps, and all that stuff, and them, and they. I how much? Seventy dollars. What? Seventy? What the hell? Seventy dollars to eat? Yeah. I did four uh, scavenger- for my <inaudible> birthday, and it was about ninety dollars for like two dollars yeah. See, that's 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 to, to so if we could change our eating habits. Our um, our desire to uh, this appetite for certain levels of now I like fashion stuff, but some of this stuff is ridiculous. You know, what I'm saying it's all to be noticed. Nobody's sitting in that, that house doing a, a personal fashion show. This stuff is right, for, exactly for the that's that ego. That's that ego. That desire to be worshipped and adored, and that's gonna sink you every time because you'll get yourself in a car note that you can't afford. You'll get yourself on a mortgage that you can't afford. It's not like personal experience, though. It's not like personal experience. Bro, bro. I I just saw I just I just took a walk around the neighborhood. There's a brand new store that is real hood rich. I saw Mm. people, it was it was raining earlier. It was and because of the social distancing, these people were standing outside waiting to go shop in the store. Now, I'm all about supporting black business, don't get me wrong. But it was it's at least on this, these two blocks of 25th Street, there are at least six or seven black-owned stores that you can go buy clothes with now. You've never been able to buy clothes in Charles Village before. It was a store just a few builders over from that where they could at least went in there to look while they were waiting to get into that store. But they all were standing outside while it was raining waiting to get into a store because it's a new hot trend. Uh, I'm just, I get you. I really do. I I think we we may be from different perspectives on the same side, but I think we owe it to our children right now to do better. When they turn 18, go on and get your life. But get them to that point where they're, they starting off on a better. You got right. parents that it feel like they just living day to day, just waiting to just push that child out. Right, because they, there's no joy in having children these days. Mm-hmm. It's all finance It's just like marriage. It's a financial plan. Yeah, it's it's, it's and uh, a friend of mine had a post on Facebook about how in various communities children were being taken out of so-called low-income black homes. But they could be in abusive situations in affluent homes and wouldn't be necessarily taken out because it's deemed a safer environment. And they're being, they're being taken care of. Right. So what I deemed to her, what I told her, I said this. I said, look, when your child has a birth certificate and social security card, they're the property of the state. Period. So when they come, a CPS or whatever, come to take that child, you're gonna go through a process. It's gonna be a process on your hands because you're you're basically holding property in the eyes of the government. It's some it's some that's a whole nother conversation. But see, that kind of stuff is what our community needs to ensure that our children, especially our males, are not just another number not just another number. Those but see, that's things. that's what they've been, and in many cases, how young men are being raised from a home perspective, especially when they have multiple children and it may be girls and boys, the mm-hmm. girls are being raised to survive. Mm-hmm. So they're being taught life mm-hmm. lesson skills. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, the young men are given a, a a pass in many cases, and given the dirty work to do, mm-hmm. and 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 as we begin to rear our children, it's we. Uh, I remember when we were talking. Also, I brought up the Willie Lynch letter, but I think that needs to be. I don't want to say it needs to be rewritten, but the up to date of that is now we're separating our black young boys from our black young ladies and how they're being treated. And handle and the quality of their care. Now, mm. there are plenty of women who say the exact opposite, meaning they have been raised harder than the men have. And I and I think those are the same points being said from two different perspectives. But in again, our young black boys are not being sent out into the world with any preparation other than his style, his swag, his his, his personality and we all know we get older so look say you know I had a baby face until I was 28 and now this shit is grown man right now but that that fades after a certain point you right. know, the pretty boy those looks may last but they ugh, it starts to dwindle after a while you know those muscles become harder and harder to maintain over the course of your life you know your just standing out loud. Your dick, it's stopped working at some point. Or it may have a working day or a bad day or mm-hmm. these things happen. But this is what we're sending our children out into the world, our black male children out into the world to hold on to. Mm-hmm. You know how many male thoughts there are right now on TikTok, on Twitter, on OnlyFans? Over the weekend, I was just scrolling through and I was trying out TikTok and every other video was a young black boy with some whooping shorts on showing off what he got indirectly and i was like this is what the fuck this is like Mm -hmm. why are we here like what part of what's happening now is is they're trying to um over sexualize everyone I've, I've I've even seen it with young young girls. Like I was riding, in, you know, through the streets today. I was like up in Pikesville somewhere, and um, people need to be careful with their putting their children outside. In you know, what I'm saying like they don't need to. Like a little girl should look like a little girl, not like she's trying to be Beyonce. But a, a, a lot of that is self inflicted. You know, a lot yeah. of that is self inflicted because even and i and i agree with you but remember beyonce is a married black woman right a successful black woman who is uh, doing the things that outwardly that we can see that she's supposed to be doing let's take a pause real quick don't forget this is a radio station be exposed radio if you want to be a part of the station it's as easy as emailing us at info at beExposedRadio.com or you can hit me up uh uh, on my social media, the Artist Exchange, Nate Vastop, New if you want to get on this platform and voice your opinion, uh, we also have opportunities for you to be able to promote your business, your brand, your service, your new song, uh, your new, all your stuff. We got a space for that. Uh, you can email us at info at Right now, we have a advertisement from Vastop Jewelry. You can go to www. blue Jewelry and shop. Get your, get your shop on. Spend that unemployment check with some quality art wearable art pieces made from these loving, clean, sanitized hands only at ww.bashtopbluejewelry.com. But going back to our conversation, sir, I'm not gonna tell you this week I've been angry and it's based off of what this topic was and our last conversation and just trying to figure out (laughs) and and, and people say if we save our young black girls or our women we'll save the nation. I think that's true, but I think we still need men equally. And if if we save our young black boys and we Rear them and guide them to be black men, not just a black man who can tie a tie or who got a nice shape up, but black men who who feel, who can express, who can communicate, who can work, who can thrive, who can dream. I think a lot of this stuff, like you said, we wouldn't need. We wouldn't need politicians. We wouldn't need Baby jail to be built. We wouldn't need those things. I well, see a part, a part of what what can make, I guess, the you know, I guess the restructuring of the psyche, uh, uh, what's going on in our kids collectively, change. Um, a part of it would be dealing with uh, some type of. Um, I would encourage. Philosophy or a spiritual system, you know what I'm saying? Like explain that. Explain explain how we could do that, or in your opinion, how um, we can introduce that. I think I think we should have a general knowledge of various spiritual systems. One Mm -hmm. for you know, so we can understand uh, uh, esoteric teachings of dealing with our inner selves and in the outer world um, in whichever system we are most attracted to and then number two because I know this for a fact just having a degree of awareness of other people's cultures will allow you to go in places that you would not be able to go otherwise people Mm will see you different if you know 500 words in another language and can you know. They look to. at you differently. They treat you Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it means something. Like, it, it, I think that should be... It's so. It's, man, I have so many things on paper that we could talk about. We, we ain't even got to get to it in this show, but small things like that. Go ahead. Go down the list. I mean, we got time. Go ahead. Okay, okay. So, as far as that education element, like Dr. Amos Wilson said, your education has to be centered around the problems you have to solve. So, you can't just give everybody the same. It kind of has to be centered around them. So, by default, what we as black males have to deal with in this country is not the same thing that white males in Carroll County got to deal with. Right. It's not the same problem. So, our education has to be different based on our circumstances and so on. Certain general things, yeah. But the real part, education, you know, really uh, has to be able to to alter the course of one's life. So, if perfect example, Dr. Wilson again said this: If you're if you take two glasses of water and you pour equal into both glasses but one glass is already half full and the other is empty, all you do is maintain the difference. And that's what he used as an illustration of why the education can't be the same. Because this education has to be so-called revolutionary in order for it to even catch up and or surpass. You have to give more to this one. The, uh, you can't. This education is going to be conservative. This one has to be one that to conserve what? It has to be, I got to acquire, I have to attain and elevate beyond. Not just, I want to be equal to mm-hmm. I have to say it like this, you know, the white people. No, you're already at, <laughs> you're starting here. And even if your parents had a little bit, you, you know, let's be real, with this phenotype, you're already starting at a social disadvantage. you start. I can I, I really like I swear and it's only because i've gotten I've been a student and I've been in the school system and it's I don't think our school system by large our public school system is any better but the same problem is happening a- across the board in education uh-huh. it's the same problem because actually, Maybe this school is teaching a little bit more. Like I, I, I told you the story about having to go to a public school for a quarter, and the, mm-hmm. the total amount of classes was changing. But it's, I cannot take out the responsibility of the parents first. The parents' responsibility is first and foremost, mm-hmm. and 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 education, the school system. No matter what school you go to, it's teaching your children excerpts of information. Now there's some standards that have to be happening, like you should be reading on this level, and as you matriculate, you should be on that level or above that level. But that starts at home as well. Absolutely. And it's just if it, and it's hard right now because I see a lot of individual school systems, like individual schools trying to offer wraparound services. That's why HBCUs are so important because many of them teach wraparound services or offer wraparound services that are for us to be able to achieve a little bit more while we're matriculating together. So some people... Let me me, me clarify my statement about the difference in education Uh a little bit more. So, what they sit in their house and talk about at the dinner table is not what we sit in our houses and talk about. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I'm I'm not worried too much about the system, as much as like like I say, like when I say it's 100% the responsibility of the parents. Even if you send your child to school, don't leave that in the school system's hands, because at the end of the day, really know what they're teaching them. You have to have some initiative as a parent and you have to, to make to give them the proper social awareness, to give them the proper uh, health information, the proper right. everything. Like it's it's your responsibility. I know I know it's certain things that my 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 daughter is in, in the Howard County school system. I have to check things that she comes home with. Through conversation all the time because she has some white feminist teacher who told her some bullshit that I had removed from her her mind. No, that's that's not what it's gonna be. So I'm I'm one of them hands on. I'm in there trying to like I I don't go in the school building as much as in, you know now. It's definitely not gonna be that way, right? It's certain things like for me to teach it my be children, easier now to be involved. Absolutely, a person has no excuse. Absolutely not to be involved now. Absolutely, and we should prioritize the learning of our children. The, the I mean, even down to the thing like at, at 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 definitely at ten years of age, you should know how to use a stove. You should know how to iron clothes. You should know how to wash clothes. You know you should know certain things about hygiene and maintenance of your body awareness of your body parts you know all these certain this certain general things that you should know um as a as a as a at a certain age as a child um to help you start acquiring uh you know personal responsibility and you know character traits you know in my house we had chores you know, we got allowance. Chores. Um, I don't think they was called chores. That shit was work. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because we were, we were folding clothes. Like when I was eight the Saturday morning, I got to watch the 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. cartoon. Oh, you were privileged. A. That, you were privileged, sir. You it was, was clothes folding. Because when that thing started, on. you know to get up. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was go time. So, um, home economics—I I had that in middle school. I don't know why they, you know, took it out. But those are skills that those are life skills, <laughs> you know. But and this is—I'm—I'm—and honestly, and I'm a teacher that I teach less and I give more life skills, and that's just—that's just how I've had to do it. It's frustrating seeing children come into the classroom without basic knowledge of how to be respectful, mm. but those things need to be taught at home. I should not be mm. teaching you how to fold clothes in second period. That's that, right? That's that's not no, no. Well, let me, tell you, I you to, let me no. tell you why that happened because. They were going to acquire control of the children. So, if you're doing that, when they, when they knew the day would come where mommy and daddy would both be out the home, because my mom wants to be a professional woman too, and dad, like, let and let me say this real quick for people who don't know, especially for the for the sisters, I want to tell y'all this: no man. Really enjoys working for another man. So all these jobs and stuff that y'all chasing, you you have no idea of the well, y'all learning right now the stress that comes with dealing in this beast world that that men have been dealing with forever because it's not a pleasant world. It's a something it, sometimes it's very cutthroat, it's very nasty. Uh you deal with social issues such as bullying, like even as adults, like it's a lot. Y'all know, because most of the women I know don't like working with women. So when when I say men deal with shit all the time, social pressures, certain things that we are not even raised necessarily. Like I think men should learn uh, some type of self-defense system growing up. Because we have to. It's certain things, like, because you're re- 100% responsible when you walk out your door, you're responsible for yourself. Nobody, ain't nobody coming to save no man. Ain't nobody coming to save him. And, and nobody want to hear, but the dancing in distress cries out, everybody's coming. Trust me, the social contract between, that's why when I hear, even on the news, when I hear people go off about, they shooting women and children now. And I'm like, well, they've been shooting men and y'all act like it's worse now that women and children that disgust me, because he should have been able to defend himself. That's always the argument. Yeah, like, well, it's just another man gone. Like that goes back to that security I'm talking about. We can, we have to culture ourselves out of saying that black male lives matter only to the point of them being sacrificial lambs. We that's, gotta and stop that's where that. We got that's, and that's where. This conversation came from that idea being human shields and finance. That's, that's, that was the meat and potatoes of it. That I'm I'm definitely not teaching my sons to go out that way. I'm not, I'm not instilling that in them. I'm teaching them that, yeah, you, you know, you do have a responsibility to society. But I, you, one of the things I've been thinking about lately is that, you know, say I'm in a random spot and -hmm. Uh, uh, I see an injustice happening, a person being victimized by another person in a way that normally would require the police getting involved. That's exactly who I'm going to call to get involved, because I'm not running to be save them for nothing, because my daughter and my children need me to come home. They need me to come home. Now people was are you less than a man? Men just because I see that man shaming all the time when we see this drama escalating in the streets. Listen, if a man has children, a wife, a family, a hell, if he ain't got none of that, your life matters. Make sure you okay, because at the end of the day, you know you you know and say I don't like. The idea we've seen it happen too many times. Men call themselves intervening in situations that they're not equipped for. And it cost them their lives. And it's no hero, it's it's no holiday for them after they did. Mm-hmm. It's no holiday for them after they did. You know, nobody remembers you anymore. So that's one of the things that has affected me and has changed about me. Whereas I had a history of running into these situations at times, you know, I'm not saying you don't speak up, you know, but um, your life matters, you know what I'm saying? Like your security matters. Sometimes you could, you know, everybody's crying. I'm not a defund the police guy. I'm let the police handle that shit guy. That's what I am because I need to get home to my children. (laughs) And it's so, so because we are we're almost at that time, I wanted um it it's it's frustrating and I'm not at a space where I'm giving up, but it's frustrating. Um and just to kind of tie it all together, I had uh I've been watching a lot of uh, I love watching interview shows. I don't care who's doing it. Um yeah. some of them I can't watch that well because some of it is nonsense. And it becomes um, something that I don't align myself with. Uh, but I shared uh, on our social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, an interview with Joe Button on the Joe Button podcast, uh, and it had to do with BMX, uh during the versus battle between him and um, Snoop Dogg. I watched that battle, but I don't. I had to go back and watch to hear him say it. And it, he didn't throw it away, but he made the statement and it was awkward even in the the comments. And I, I watched the podcast, the Joe Button podcast, and the gentleman, a white gentleman, I might have to preface that, brought up the fact that uh, DMX had been molested at the age of 13 by, I believe, like a 26-year-old woman um, and his MDMX mind, the lady must have offered him a pair of tennis shoes not to say something or to do a tour or whatever it was. And he equated that happening to him with how, why he's been so promiscuous as an adult. And from that point on, And it is well known. The problem I had with the conversation on Joe Button show was more so. The two gentlemen, the two black gentlemen that were also on camera, one seemed uncomfortable and just got quiet. Uh So Button is not a quiet person. So he outwardly began to almost snicker and laugh and say things that that show how uncomfortable he was. Right. He prefaced that uncomfortability by saying, well, that's how most men start having sex. Mm-hmm. white man who brought it up and i, I don't want to keep calling him a white man but i'm gonna learn his name and but it was just the fact that it was a white man defending us um and and was, both of the brothers were physically visibly uncomfortable, uncomfortable. speaking on it. and that and it's not me downing them and that's not what right. we saying. we're not down we could see how uncomfortable they were but how they mm-hmm. dealt with it was one gentleman that was quiet, was like, yeah, I see it, but, you know, da, 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 and kind of tried to ease out of the conversation, whereas the other one joked his way out of it. And uh, the guy brought up a point. There were over one billion impressions, meaning it doesn't mean one billion people saw it. I think it was like 200 and some dollar million uh, um, one one person viewers watch this over a billion, and if this was uh, uh, Jill Scott saying this in her versus battle, the world would have paused. Oh yeah, it would have showed sympathy and would have wanted more information on who the person was. And at this point, we would have gotten the babysitter's name, address, where they work uh-huh. at, where right. we would have figured out all of that stuff uh-huh. at this point. Uh-huh. But because it was DMX, and DMX is, is as I always say, men only normally receive the help when they're so far gone in any given uh-huh. circumstance. Uh-huh. But because DMX has a reputation of being a drug addict, an alcoholic, he cheats mm-hmm. on his wife, he's very verbally abusive towards her, he doesn't really take care of his children, he's been mm-hmm. in and out of jail, in and out of trouble, he's, he's like the bad boy of, of hip-hop. Uh, one of the bad boys of hip-hop, and he just had this loose-handed reputation, people did not see it. And he's a black man. People refused to see it. Mm-hmm. Went over it. And I, I was just interested, and uh, we probably got like six more minutes left, but mm-hmm. I was so pissed off and watching it, uh-hmm was so pissed off because he wasn't even in the room and you couldn't take the issue seriously. Mm -hmm. It got into a place where we can't even it's not even about dealing with it. We can't even talk about how a man hurts without it being Mm -hmm. funny or Mm -hmm. insignificant or not valid. Mm -hmm. And, and, And I think my question on my post was at what point will men be allowed to feel and get through the trauma that they've been through? At what point can we, and maybe I just saw it because I've been on that side and I've, I've been molested. And then within the same year, I was also, in my opinion, kind of pressured into having a threesome with a grown man and a young lady uh, that was, we were about the same age at our job, mm-hmm. and it, I just felt so out of place. But we'll talk more about that specific incident upcoming because I have a a certain show mm-hmm. that we're doing that on. But mm-hmm. from what you saw, mm-hmm. and I just took out maybe four minutes or so of it, and that mm-hmm. was that was that was all they spent talking about it. That's all the time I took out the whole piece of them talking about it. That four minutes of a hour and a half, two hour podcast. Can you, in your own words or your own perspective, tell me what you thought of it? Um, I think the the reaction of the two brothers on the on the show uh was the reaction that we see often in our community mm-hmm. when it comes to talking about child molestation, pedophilia, sexual assault. And it's 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 one that's conditioned because it's the same condition we learn from family that you don't talk about it. So with yeah. them, it's like we now we as men we know we'll go talk to our friends and like you know that's why he said yeah that's how most of your friends would turn you know mm-hmm. yeah let's be real about it. most most that's not uncommon. So, they called like, it a a black men? that's a problem. That's it's not a man. Listen, it's probably the case in millions of cases. Let's mm. be let's just be real. That's right. probably the case in millions of cases with men. So, uh, you know, it's 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 looked at because the false idea of male strength once again is that that's not supposed to happen. a 13 year old male. Listen, man, I've been in situations where I was sexually aggressed <laughs> from from a woman and didn't know how. To, like I'm just shocked, you know, and and shocked that is happening in the environments is happening in and so on and so forth. Like. You, you, man listen things can happen things can happen where um especially if you if you green and sometimes you're just curious and got those hormones popping it's, it's easy for a school teacher that a young horny 14 15 year old boy is because he's a boy at 14 or 15 especially in today's society but he yeah. may already be a uh, a hypersexual boy due to what he's ingested and what he's been around and exposed to even if he hasn't acted out yet, but he might have that one teacher and she might catch him at the right time and screw his little head up you know what I'm saying, turn him out you know, it, it happens uh, this lady in the neighborhood who he helped with her groceries might want to, you know, you never know stuff happens, you know I I just think we need to adjust the indifference we have with when something happens to a woman versus when it happens to a man and how we deal with it in terms of a community, how we deal with it in private, how we uh learn how to get through it. it. I've been able to, to a certain degree, get through some of the trauma that happened to me as a teenager. But Mm -hmm. it's still, when I hear that, I understand how triggers can happen. And it was, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it was necessarily triggering to me, but men talk about how we're treated all the time, yet we still have conversations like they had on that show. Mm -hmm. And we deal with situations. We keep wanting different outcomes with the same behavior attached to it and it's never mm-hmm. going to get better it's not right yeah. and those and, and i'm not saying joe button is like so i got so much integrity but if had they had that conversation that real conversation on that show who's to right. know you, you see, know, the, joe Biden and them didn't want to they didn't want to get in that hot seat see yeah. because they know them as a as black men saying it the consequences are gonna be different. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it don't mean that the, the white male wouldn't have faced some type of backlash, because I'm sure all the feminazis would have came for him too. But at the end of the day, right? let uh, the consequences for Joe Button saying something about it. When when all of the 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 Jill Scott's start commenting and the uh 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 the Chanel and you know and all but of them. this Just look at how look at how they just reacted to that black football player calling jill Scott ugly like mm. it was a when and it was for men and women alike it was just you know and I'm not putting her on a, on trial because she, she had no control in it but look at look at how that Ground swelled up so fast to defend her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just look, and it, it was, it, I'm just saying, like apples and oranges, but at some point, it's all fruit. Mm-hmm. Right. And see, I think that's like the point. We need to see souls. I think that would be the solution. Seeing the soul. It's so many people different from their own. They can't see nobody else's. If you don't have your own. Right. That's. I I, I don't want to give up on us. But it's hard to keep pulling. And right. somebody's pulling in the opposite direction. Right. It's hard to right. keep on that. That's like a war game with our souls. Like you said, our salvation, mm-hmm. our souls. Just our. It's mm-hmm. nothing else. Our souls. It's hard. Yeah. This has been another episode. It's hot, sir. It's hot. Of uh, the Artist Exchange radio show. These Fridays are therapeutic for me. It really is helping me to put things into a different perspective and how I treat other people and how I allow other people to treat me. Um, And just being able to communicate with another brother and just being able to honestly speak even. When there's a difference of opinions, because we go get on that Trump shit late like, so week. I don't, I don't know what the hell you talk about. But I really am. I'm. I, I appreciate the the honesty, the openness, uh, because it doesn't happen a lot. And as as this grows, I want people to be able to see themselves and be able to add to the conversation. And people are welcome to join it at any moment. Uh, but any last words, sir? the grown man? Uh, I don't really have, have much to say. I just say stay tuned. Uh, Hopefully, you know, people will tune in and uh, call in next time and give some feedback and uh, you know, toss some ideas around. Um, You know, I'm glad that uh, you had me on again and peace to everybody. Peace out, people. Next up, it is the cocktail social Tune in for that. That starts at seven o'clock. We're wrapping up. Peace out. Good night. Have a I guess it's gonna rain this weekend. Um, and last but not least, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sandra Meekins, Joshua Dixon. Uh, their brother Mustafa was killed this weekend, last week. Um, and this uh the funeral was this weekend. So just sending a prayer out to that family. Another senseless act of violence. Um, But it's chalk it up to that's what the game is. Um, My love go out to the family, the Dixons and uh, Sandra Meekins. Peace out. Mm